Hello, everyone. It's Seth. Probably. Oh, sorry. Um, let me try that again. What? I'm keeping that in, by the way. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Jake Blazik, along with my co-host. Uh, Jacob Neal. And welcome to the third episode of Magic the Gathering. Uh, we're very excited to keep this ball rolling. Um, uh, we're always excited to record new episodes, especially since... Uh, like we established at the beginning, uh, we're only doing these monthly, so uh, it's it's yes. always a good time to, to get to have a little bit of banter at the beginning to kind of catch up on what we've been up to over the last month, and yeah, just have a chance to sit down and talk uh, some magic, because that's why we do this whole thing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's always nice to sit down and just kind of BS for a bit before getting to the, the nitty-gritty of these decks. Yeah, and so... Uh, like we kind of gave you a little snippet of what we're doing this week, uh, we are talking about a four-color Sultai Stoneblade that I, or Stoneblade deck that I brewed up myself. Um, I was actually able to bring it in paper because um, I own all of these cards uh, to the SCG Dallas tournament, which we will talk about um, probably in in pretty good detail in just a little bit. Uh, but it was it was super fun. Uh, we oh, had yeah. a great time doing it. I know Jacob spent a lot of his time over in the command zone. <laughs> yeah, uh, nine hours of just commander. My butt and my brain were just where <laughs> Bush, both <laughs> yeah, mush. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so I, I got to play in a couple different events. I did not play in the main event, although if I had, I probably still would have played this four-color Sultai Stoneblade deck. Um, but I'm happy to have not played in the main event because... I just I can't sit there and and be hyper focused on incredibly competitive magic for nine rounds in day one and go you know two and seven and just feel really bad about myself. Yeah. So I decided to do mm-hmm. all side events. I played in uh, actually I got to play a little bit of Legacy, which was so much fun. Now I don't own any really actual Legacy cards like Dual Lands and Force of Wills and all that jazz. Uh, but a good buddy of mine who went with us to the uh, tournament loaned loaned me all of that stuff so that I could play mm-hmm. a blue-white whole breacher days undoing combo deck, uh, which was or combo control deck, which was so much fun to play. Um, so shout out to you, Kason. I appreciate you so very much for letting me borrow all those Thank cards. Um, and then I also got to play uh, some popper, which I had never actually played paper popper in any kind of tournament. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just like a overall just really fun time. Um, <clears throat> it, was, it was also like super strange because like typically when you go to cons, like especially like Magic cons, you go to Commander section, you typically run to like super spiky players, people who are like running pretty like degenerate stuff. Um, but like all the games that I had, like it was, it was fairly close um, power level wise, which is really fun where we didn't have one player like, oh yeah, turn one. Mana Vault, Mana Crypt. Uh, Flash Hulk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was actually like a nice, like fairly balanced um, play, which is like super fun. I, that's why I, I ended up playing from like 9 a.m. to like 7 or 8 that night. Um, yeah, I remember you. we, we were going to stay two nights and um, play yes. a little bit on Sunday. And after Saturday, just being there all day long, you're like, Okay, well, uh, 
really tired, and I only live 45 minutes away, so I'm going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, fair enough, man. I, that makes sense. Um, yeah. We, we so, stayed in, like, a, a pretty janky, like, Motel 6. Um, it was I mean, it was fine. You know, it, it was livable yeah. and uh, clean, at least. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't the perfect hotel, but it was nice. It was cheap, and it was easy, so. <laughs> yes, that's the most important part, is the cheap, so that we could actually spend all of our money playing magic. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought a, I picked up some cards there. Um, my girlfriend's super into like Sheba. So I got her the, the, the ever faithful Sheba card that came out from neon dynasties. And I also got like a, um, I forget that Imperial recruit is like, like seven bucks nowadays, Yeah, which is, is like super I, great. It's modern legal too now. So, um, maybe yeah. we can brew up some decks with that too. I know that yeah. it can uh, fetch Felidar Guardian, one of my favorite cards. So. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I picked up that, and I also picked up like, a gamble, because I never like had a gamble before. So, nice. yeah. Um, a lot lot of good things all around. Had a, had a great time. Um, and then, yeah, we, we played a bunch of Magic. Um, yeah, why, why don't we kind of like just go over like your leagues that you, you played? How did those go? Yeah, so I'll save the modern ones for uh, whenever we actually get into the actual deck dive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I actually have my pad right here where I wrote down every single deck I played against. Nice. Um, and so our my first tournament that I went to was a uh, Legacy Challenge. So um, on Friday, we went up on Friday, and I got to play in two Legacy Challenges, um, and that was what I did on Friday. So... Um, the first one, we, my, so my friend Kaysen and I, we were, uh, like 15 minutes late to the start of the tournament because it was just, um, everything went through the companion app, which mm. is kind of garbage. Um, sorry, Woods of the Coast, sponsor us. Um, but yeah the companion app is not not great and also they were they told us that like pairings were going to go through mtg melee and then uh or and through the companion app and whatever and Mm -hmm. it didn't tell us that like we were looking on melee and we didn't see any information about it so we're like well what is happening so we kind of like walked around until we found legacy we're like hey when did this tournament start and they were like 15 minutes ago you're late and you've got a match loss (laughs) Like, what oh. the heck? That's stupid. So, uh, Kaysen was very upset and uh, yeah. just went ahead and dropped the tournament, got his money back, um, luckily. And so he, I was, I was, he was like, um, I'm not even going to play friendly games because I'm just so upset. So I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll sit down and play a friendly game anyway with my opponent that would have I would have played against, even mm-hmm. though he got the match win. Um, so, I was playing, like I said, the Blue White Hole Breacher Days Undoing control deck. Um, and uh, why don't you like walk us through the combo of like sure, what, yeah, what makes yeah. it a combo deck? So it's a uh, Hole Breacher, which is uh, from Commander mm-hmm. Legends. It's a three mana, three two with flash. It's a Merfolk Pirate cool mm-hmm. card. Um, and so if an opponent would draw a card other than their draw step, um, they don't, and I make a treasure basically. Mm-hmm. So, and then you play Days Undoing which is the three mana time twister basically, but it automatically ends the turn if it's your turn. So um, if it's my turn and I cast Days Undoing, 
I don't get to, like, we time twister, but I don't get to do anything with those cards because the turn just ends and it exiles the days I'm doing itself. Um, yeah. So that's the combo aspect. It also plays, so I was playing three Hold Breacher and also three Narset Pardar Veils. So her static ability also is just um, each opponent can only draw one card per turn. So if you days I'm doing on your turn, your opponent still gets to draw a card um, with a Narset in play, but they don't draw a card and you get seven treasures if it's your, <laughs> um, if I have a whole Breacher in play. So um, no Just cards, guess. no cards for with whole Breacher, one card with Narset. So that's kind of the thing. And then it's all supported by uh, just all the typical legacy stuff, you know, Brainstorm, Ponder, um, Force of Will, Force of Negations, mm-hmm. um, Jason the Mind Sculptor, Teferi Time Raveler. I got to General play... Control stuff. Yeah. Um, Swords of Plowshare. Um, I didn't want to play, because I wasn't splashing a third color, which is typical in, in these shells. They're usually Jeskai. Um, mm-hmm. Because I wasn't splashing a third color, and um, Kaysen was playing his Volcanic Islands in his Storm deck... Um, or else I would have splashed red, but anyway, mm-hmm. because he was he was playing those and I didn't have them, I went ahead and played uh, March of Otherworldly Light instead of Prismatic Ending, um, which turned out to be an incredible card. Also, especially because I think I March of Otherworldly Light, um, like something that was higher than four or five at one point nice. during the yeah. weekend. So, um, which you can't do with just three colors in your deck anyway. So. It was felt good, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, typical blue white, just sideboard um, plan with a fluster storm, some dress downs, and some other stuff. Um, so yeah, that was that was the deck that I was playing, and so I played against blue red Delver, which is just number one top of the meta right now. Anyway, um, I've been consuming a lot of legacy content recently. Like that's the only actual magic content that I consume at this point um, mm-hmm. is Bosch and Roll on YouTube. Shout out. Um, sponsor our podcast. Uh, he, <laughs> he makes incredible legacy content. If you've never watched his videos and you're interested in the legacy format, he brews up decks. He plays um, uh, like metagame staples. He, he does it all. So, uh, nice. But he's really, really intelligent and, and talks through every single play that he does. So that's kind of where I learned about the modern or the legacy format anyway. Uh-huh. And so, do you have any um, experience with Legacy at all, Jacob? Some, um, not like a whole bunch. I've watched like content creators play Legacy, but I've never actually like physically played Legacy outside of like proxying. I <laughs> proxied yeah. up a uh, Death and Taxes sure. uh, with like my friend, and we like played like a couple rounds. Um, but like physically, like, never really done like a tournament uh, or like played actual cards of legacy but i've watched content i played like a little bit of it yeah so i don't know if i mentioned too but this was actually my first time to ever play paper legacy or in any kind of legacy tournament or anything like that so oh really that's cool cool. Um, yeah yeah so um i played against blue red delver metagame all-star right now top deck um lost game one and then we didn't get to finish the second game before round two pairings were done Mm -hmm. um because like i said that was the round that we were late to so it's just a fun game yeah. um round two i got paired against blue red delver again um and i lost both of my those games so i was oh, no. like oh two um feeling 
not so hot and then i got the buy round three so um nice. first legacy tournament <laughs> i was like eh, this is boring this is just not fun <laughs> so i was like kind of kind of didn't feel great about it um mm-hmm. but then i got to play in the legacy challenge um challenge plus so there were higher stakes um bigger prize pool um mm-hmm. for that one and i played against elves reanimator um and went let's see i went uh 2-1 against elves and 2-0 against reanimator um, nice elves was pretty long and grindy because i mean i'm a control deck that doesn't attack very often um mm-hmm. and i my opponent was playing as their natural order target the archon of i can't even remember valor's reach i think it's the one so it's like a f- six mana five six is green white um, oh, okay six mana five six and whenever it enters the battlefield choose a card type and your opponents can't ch- cast that card type so oh fun um it's kind of like sarah's emissary but it's green so you can natural order for it and mm-hmm. it's also they can't cast it instead of you gain protection um so he was like instance and i was like oh you mean my um i can't remove anything with my sword splash air or my um march of otherworldly lights sweet <laughs> <laughs> like fun um and but eventually i was able to like stick a teferi and bounce it and mm-hmm. he couldn't cast it again because he didn't have any green mana or white mana nice so i was able to win against elves and some pretty grindy games um, and then reanimator um i in game one i actually casted or i cast five total force of wills oh my god <laughs> Because like, my, my opening hand had two, mm-hmm. and then I drew the other two, just like naturally, and I was like, like turn one, I was like, oh, I'm playing against Reanimator, cool. Um, so I was like, Force of Will is going to be really good in this matchup. So I I picked up two more, and then I Daze and Doing with, a, um, what you call it, the whole Breacher in play, mm-hmm. and shuffled up my deck and drew like more force of wills <laughs> so i i cast five <laughs> force of wills um, that's amazing and then game two was i don't even remember uh I how mean, that one played out but you know probably yeah pretty when, similar. when you have a game where you cast five uh yeah. forces i mean like what else are you gonna remember <laughs> I, I also like was able to correctly identify that he fetched up an underground sea so i was like oh he probably boards in um <clears throat> What's it called? He probably boards in show and tell. And so uh, I think I like surgical his gristle brands or something game two. And he <laughs> uh, showed me a hand with uh, uh, show and tell and some other stuff. and But no big monster. So I was like, nice. Got him. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, plus I had force of will for it. So didn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then uh, round three, I intentional draw. Had an intentional draw because we got more prize tickets that way. Um, yeah, I remember about this. So, uh, I but I played a fun game with somebody who wasn't supposed to be my, my opponent, but they were playing the same deck as my opponent because my it was like late. It was like seven p.m. or something like that already. Yeah, or later maybe. Um, and my 
round three opponent was like, hey, you want an intentional draw? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, sounds good. Let's go eat. Um, and so he like shook my hand and was like, hey, what are you playing, by the way? I was like, blue-eyed hole reacher. And he was like, oh, sweet. I was on uh, eight cast. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. With the Kappa Cannon here. Mm-hmm. That deck is sweet, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. I, I played against eight cast anyway because the guy next to me was like, hey, you want to play a fun game? And I intentional draw too. And I was like, sure. Um, so I, I O2'd against uh, eight cast. So I'm glad that I went ahead and... <laughs> Didn't have um, to do it. That, that, yeah. Uh, so we'll skip. And so that, that was Legacy. I got to... Oh, and I, since we're on the Legacy already, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about the last Legacy tournament that I did, which I only played one round of just because um, it was Sunday at 10.30 a.m. That's when it started. So mm-hmm. I needed to drive back to Houston. So I was like, I'll play in one round just because i got the infinite challenge package and didn't really have to actually pay for it um yeah but i played against uh, what were you saying uh, sorry continue i played against a uh, blue white show and tell deck that was playing approach of the second sun and invent um as its win con so oh, nice it was pretty sweet so game one i was like what the heck is this dude doing i was like mono blue high tide like that's what i wrote down in my notes i was like high tide i'm probably playing against that he played some impulses and a couple other like weird things i was Mm -hmm. like and just didn't play anything basically and i was like okay i guess he's doing nothing um or like high tide and didn't get a hand together was able to beat him game two i boarded as if it was high tide and he goes uh show and tell omniscience and then he played invent which is like a split card from guild pact or something that uh-huh. searches up for an instant and a sorcery and so mm-hmm. or like two sorceries or two instants or something like that i don't remember what he, what exactly he did but so he went and got another invent and an approach of the second sun so with omniscience in play you're just like approach of the second sun it goes back <laughs> seventh from the top oh. cast invent again go get the the approach again cast it again win the game disgusting so i was like oh this is sweet and then uh game three was pretty long and drawn out and uh i just was just able to counter a lot of his stuff and he didn't have that many counters um but the weird card that he played was i don't know if you know the name of it i can't remember um but it's like sublime something it's six mana it's kind of like the super cryptic command so yeah but anyway he was playing that and ancient tombs in his deck so i was like this is Easy. I don't even understand what's happening. I guess it's really good with omniscience in play. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sublime Epiphany. Um, so it's a six mana oh, instant. Okay, yeah. Counter. Choose one or more. So you can choose all of them if you if you have targets for them. Oh my god. But it's a counter target spell, counter target activated or triggered ability, return target non land permanent to its owner's hand, create a treasure or create a token that's a copy of target creature you control, and target mm-hmm. player draws a card. So it's like. That's <laughs> yeah, it's like cryptic command on steroids um so anyway that was my legacy and then uh popper i got to play one popper event which was fun i only got to play two rounds unfortunately because i wanted to go to a modern challenge and that was starting uh-huh. at the same time as round three so anyway i played against um a black red madness deck that was using blood tokens as this kind of engine which i was like hey that's pretty cool Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that game was super... Dr- Actually, all of our games. I played a total of 
four games, and I went to time both rounds because, oh, my deck was a black-green Tortured Existence, which basically just uses Tortured Existence, one mana enchantment, um, and it has an activated ability, black, discard a creature card, return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So it basically just switches out mm -hmm. for a single black mana creatures in your graveyard. And you play Golgari Brown Scale as the main engine for that. That is, whenever it has Dredge 2, and whenever it returns to your hand from the graveyard, uh, you gain two life. So for if you have two of mm -hmm. them, in, like one in your hand, one in your graveyard, you can just switch them out for each other and gain two life per black mana that you have. And so like my, my life pad is ridiculous because it's like my life total is like 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 13, 15, 14, 18, 17, 21, 25, 23, 30, and, 80, and 28. Um, <laughs> that was just game one. <laughs> yeah. That's and then, uh, so round two. Round two I played against the uh, Jeskai Ephemerate um, Blink deck, like the Evoke Elementals and um, Blink. So it was like Moldrifter ephemerate it get stuff back and like it was just a crazy value, value engine um and so mm -hmm. that one my life total is even crazier it's 20 22 24 30 32 34 33 41 40 42 41 <laughs> 40 42 46 45 43 41 34 and so on <laughs> is is there like any popper deck that can like like compete with such a high life total yeah i mean it's because like i wasn't really winning the game either like um because i didn't really mm -hmm. have many creatures in play um because like my finishers are like gurmag angler and uh Sultai scavenger which is a three three with delve um and so mm -hmm. uh, those are my finishers which they're pretty slow um actually game one i was able to defeat him with a crypt rats um which was mm -hmm. hilarious because um, I was like, Crypt Rats, um, I'll go from, I guess I probably have it in here somewhere. I was like, I'll go from 41 to 34. Crypt Rats, you for seven. Um, and then Crypt Rats, or like, got it back with Tortured Existence, Crypt Rats again, um, mm -hmm. and killed him because I think he was at like 12 at that point or something like that. So nice. And I should have just kept you on because, like, at that point, uh, our game two lasted forever too, and we went into turns, and he won mm -hmm. on like turn four of turns, like actually oh via damage. And I was like, ah, oh, dang, that sucks. Yeah, but anyway, that was my my non modern tournament. Um, mm -hmm. So I know you you fun stuff. you kind of talked about your um, experience a little bit already in the command zone. So other than that long tirade of talking about SCG Dallas, which I'm glad <laughs> that we got to talk about because that was like the highlight of my Magic the Gathering year, and it probably yeah, will be. Um, other than that, what's uh, been up with you in your life? Uh, yeah, same old, same old. Uh, still looking for a job. I was telling you a little bit beforehand, I got uh, two interviews on Wednesday, so coming up in the next couple of days. Um, other than that, oh, uh, finally got uh, t like the wood bought to build like an actual like full grown Warhammer table. Nice. So that's super exciting. Yeah, we got the leg <laughs> finished. <laughs> so we're gonna make trips up to Austin here in the next couple months, 
and just slowly start getting the the table built i'm it's me and uh me and my girlfriend's dad um we're like doing like a like a building project so doing that not much other than than just you know existing working <laughs> playing magic and uh work yeah, yeah. building warhammer tables <laughs> nice <laughs> how about yourself like good, good time um yeah yeah i mean kind of the same we scg talus was definitely like the biggest thing that happened but uh once mm-hmm. we got into may because we're and we've only been in may for about a, a week now um but once we got into May, just everything kind of blew up, and like every weekend was like, oh, I've got ten or twelve things going on, and I have to do all of this oh, stuff. That sucks. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we got to celebrate uh, Mother's Day for my wife, um, which was her first Mother's Day with a child in her arms. We celebrated last year because she was no. pregnant, um, mm-hmm. but now that uh, our son is actually here, we got to celebrate um, with her actually being a physical mother with. Um, child in her arms which was great um yeah uh, what, what do you guys do we i mean we didn't do anything thing too too special um we had dinner with her family um and then we i mean we also spent some time cleaning our house <laughs> um but we she was she very very much wanted to go and get pizza so we went to <laughs> mod pizza and grat and got some pizza which was uh, really nice yeah heck yeah um, other than that, yeah, we've I've just been working. Um, it's uh, we've made uh, or not we made. We recently had uh, field day at school because I teach kindergarten through eighth mm-hmm. grade, um, which was a lot of fun. The kids had a great time. Heck yeah! Um, and actually, today was kind of fun too, just because we had like a professional development, so it was kind of like. Uh, we had somebody come in. It was actually via Zoom, so oh, fun. we had somebody on Zoom that was uh, talking to us about like strategies to keep um, students engaged and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want to pay attention to that. I was kind of like, eh, well, whatever. Um, so uh, our PE coach was on the Zoom call too. So to make it look like I was um, actually paying attention and taking notes, mm-hmm. I was looking at his face on the Zoom call. <laughs> And then going down and drawing it. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, hey, Coach V, here's your, here's here's your, your face. Portrait. And he's like, he's like, man, that's pretty close. <laughs> I was like, thanks, I guess. He's like, if I tried to draw it, it'd be a stick figure. And I was like, well, you know, I am the art teacher, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> uh, speaking of, when does uh, school's like over for you guys? Like almost over, right? Yeah, so our last day with students is uh, May 23rd, okay. and then May 24th, we've got another professional development um, going on. So and then I've got the summer off, baby, yeah. which is super cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, we've got some summer plant trips planned and stuff. We're going to Mexico, um, and then uh, my mom's side of the family has a family reunion going on in uh, Wisconsin. So that's kind of bookending our summer Yeah. right at the beginning of the summer and right at the end of the summer. Heck yeah. I uh, I unfortunately don't have much of like a, an actual summer since I'm I'm a working man, <laughs> uh, but we are planning on going to Colorado the end of July with my girlfriend's parents, so that'd be a lot of fun. They have like a little yeah, that's a yeah, it's like a little Airbnb that they rent out like on the lake, and so we'll go and we'll walk around, and we have like 
like walks and like hikes planned. So, um, and I think my my like my mom wants to do something. Um, we we they got a, a a pontoon about two years ago. I guess a year or two ago, and so they been like trying to get onto lakes and ride around on the boat. So, yeah, nice. Lots of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, it sounds all fun. Yeah. Well, we're hitting about the 30-minute mark. So you want to uh, get this wrapped up and start talking about the deck? Yep. So let's go ahead and uh, take a short break. And when we come back, we will talk about the four-color Sultai Stoneblade deck. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to go ahead and uh, jump straight into the deck list for the four-color Sultai Stoneblade deck that uh, yes, I yes. I brewed up myself and um, some of the the card choices might be a little bit weird especially in the mana base but that's mostly because like those are the cards that I personally physically owned because mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to do this deck uh, since we we're going to SCG Dallas with it so um, anyway we'll, we'll go ahead and run through it so uh, we've got 19 creatures it's uh, four noble hierarchs four ice fang coattles Four Stoneforge Mystics, four Tarmogoyf, and three Shardless Agent. Now, Shardless Agent was kind of a weird include because I was like, I just personally like the card a lot. And so uh, it the only things that we can really even uh, cascade into are a couple of removal spells, a couple of discard spells, and those the rest of the 16 creatures that we have. So your probably worst hit is Noble Hierarch, but... Mm-hmm. It can still be pretty good. It's not um, too bad. And then we've got eighteen uh, non-creature spells. So that's uh, so on on my list that I'm looking on my screen. We've got two fatal push, two prismatic ending. Um, in the leagues that we played online, we played just four fatal push, no prismatic ending. Um, and then in Dallas, I actually played the, the two two split which I'm not mm-hmm. super happy that I did because I cascaded into <laughs> Prismatic Ending during two different rounds. Um, I always hate to see it. Not not very good. Um, other than that, we've got some discard, three Inquisition of Kozilek, and one Thoughtseize, so just four pieces altogether. Uh, three mm-hmm. Abrupt Decay, one Dacon Shadow Slayer, one Gris the Hunger Tide, one Sword of Fire and Ice, two Teferi Time Raveler, one Batter Skull, one Cauldre Complete, um, and then 23 lands, which is a bunch of one-ofs, some shock lands. Uh, we've got four snow-covered basics, one of each of the colors in the deck, uh, just so that we can get our Ice Fang Quaddle. Um, notably, too, we've also got the uh, Rhinewood Falls, which is the blue-green um, land-typed uh, fetchable snow, snow land. Um, mm-hmm. Enters Battlefield tapped, but you know it's, it's just a good duel to grab. Uh, for the Ice Fang Quaddle, if that's kind of your plan that game. Yeah, most definitely. And then we got a sideboard. Um, so 15 cards, obviously. Lavinia, two Lavinia, Azorius Renegade. I really wanted to jam that in there for like the Cascade matchup and um, Tron, a couple other things. Um, one Engineered Explosive, two Path to Exile, two Veil of Summer, one Aether Gust, one Dovin's Veto, two Rest in Peace, two Ashiok Dream Render, one mystical dispute and one sword of feast and famine so jacob whenever i sent you over this deck list what were your first impressions of it 
Uh, I mean, it, it looked like a Jake deck, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it looked like a, a deck that you have, have built before, but kind of just, like, improved on with, like, newer cards. Um, yeah, it, it's a fun, like, kind of mid-rangey, um, like, deck with a, a bit of, like, control aspects. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Playing it felt fun. Um... I guess, like, the only thing that uh, was, like, kind of, like, made me sad is I never actually was able to swing in with the Tarmogoyth. Mm. Typically, yeah. like, I would get a Tarmogoyth and he'd be, like, a, a 4 or 5, and they'd, like, unholy heat it, or they'd, like, fatal <coughs> push it, um, which happened more than once, um, or, like, prismatic ending it. And so uh, most of the wins I did get were either from sticking, like, an early uh, Cauldra Complete or getting like an early batter school out, uh, which like at that point on turn um, three, if you have a Calder complete or a batter school out, it's like the game's pretty much over at that point. There's not much they can do to like get back from it. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really fun deck to play around with. Um, I got in some games, some practice games, and then I got in one league. This this month's been kind of busy for me, so I wasn't able to get like the full leagues in. But I, I played um, a couple of different decks. So during like my practice rounds, uh, I won three games, um, lost two, so uh, lost the Death Shadow. That game was super close. Um, they were just able to, I like got a stone forge out and they were able to kill it. And then, uh, I would like was stuck with a, a cauldra complete in my hand for like the rest of the game. And they just be able to, um, beat me down with a, with a big old death shadow. Uh, I played against this weird, um, mono black control deck. It looked like, um, they just had like a bunch of like Keely spells, um, and one game they're able to get out a an Imrakul, which was <laughs> not super fun for me. Uh, but I be, I was able to like eat, like win the second game um, just by like quickly getting out a cauldron. Like oh yeah, well they can get out a uh, a Imrakul, but at that point they're at like two life, so um, was able to 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 kill them. Um, Let's see, what else do I have here? Uh, I lost against um, Rakdos aggro, so like the the classic red-black aggro with like Ragavans, Voidwalkers, Kroxa, Season Pyro, stuff like that. Um, again, that's like I, I stick out, I stick a, a Tarmogorf who's like a, a 4-5 or a 3-4 and then Unholy Heat kills it, unfortunately, or they're, they're able to... Um, this guy was like running like terminate, which is weird. I've never, I haven't oh. seen terminate in a while, but he was able to, to terminate it. Yeah, I feel like um, it was usually more in Grixis decks, but I mean, so yeah, yeah, it kind of kind of funky. Yeah. <laughs> Don't see that much. Um, but after playing the the practice league, I was like, yeah, this this deck is is a fun kind of like mid rangey deck. So I went ahead and hopped into a league. I went two three. Um, I lost game one to burn um i like didn't ever see a um a stone forge and they're able just to like they had really good opening hands like turn one 
um, into a Monterey Swift spear, and then they had like Skull Crack and um, Rift Bolt and Normal Bolt, and then Boros Charm. And so I really like wasn't able to actually like stabilize very much. Um, there was game two where I I was like I was was stabilized. I had seven life. They had a Rift Bolt come off and hit me for four. And I had a Goyf on the field, and they had, like, six or so lives. So I'm like, okay, all I have to do is just swing in twice with them, with this Tarmogoyf, and I'll be fine. And then they top-decked a Boros Charm and then hit me for four. Oh, and so I was like, oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough way to lose the bird. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Um, second game, I lost to Eldrazi Tron which I haven't seen Eldrazi Tron in a hot minute. Um, but yeah, they were able to, both games, get out a really quick um, reality smasher. And it's a 5-5 that makes you discard if you target it, and it has haste and trample. So they were able to get out like super quick, and I didn't have anything to, to stop them. Um, they were able to get like two, and so I was like, yeah, there's not much I can do. They're hitting me for 10 on turn like three or four um other than that let's see let me go down here i won to enchantress uh which was like the first time i, I ever really saw like enchantress and in, in modern um it was like <laughs> fairly easy for me I, he put down an, an enchantress and i fatal pushed it and it he put down um the it, 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 it's the it's an enchantment that has whenever you play an enchantment draw card uh he's able to get two of those out on turn on game two but i had a um cold complete and so i was like oh yeah like you get a draw two cards whenever you play something but <laughs> you're, pre you're pretty much dead i have a big old seven seven um and then a it was like a weird Golos deck. Um, I didn't get to see much of what he played. Um, he like he played a Golos and was able to get like a Coffers and an Urborg, um, and like make a bunch of mana. And then he had the, uh, it's like the land that you put five in and tap it, and it creates one of each color. It's from like Cascade Bluffs. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Oh no, no, Cascading Cataracts. Something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, something like that. I'll pull it on my screen. Um, but he really didn't... He, he was able to spin a Golos, and he's like, Golos, Expedition Map, and a land. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like that, that's fun. Um, and so he really didn't do much, and I was just able to just outvalue him with, like, Big Goyfs and um, Coldra and Batter Skull. And so... That one went pretty good. Um, I can't remember what the the last deck was. I had one against Burn, one against Tron. Oh, sorry, I lost against Burn and Tron. One against Chantress and Golos. Um, I'm not sure what my other deck was. I forgot to write down. But yeah, um, it was a it was a fun deck. It was. Uh, like a, a deck that I felt like 
again <laughs> kind of like bring it back to when i first started playing modern like i always wanted to play like um what's it called uh expensive deck liliana's goist not jund okay yeah i was gonna say rock but it's not rock it's jund yeah it's, it's kind of like jund e um which is like yeah we want to out value our opponents basically with with good things and try to slap a coldra or batter school early and then kind of just win the game from tempo there so it was fun i had a lot of fun yeah. with it yeah um yeah so i i also only got was able to get um one actual magic online league in there um but then i like i we talked about i played it at scg dallas um, in paper so uh, I got a, a grand total of five matches in with that as well. So total of ten matches. Um, so I actually played three matches on uh, Magic Online before SCG Dallas. And then just like went on a huge hiatus, I guess, for some reason. <laughs> and then after SCG Dallas, like a week after, I finally finished up that league. Yeah. Um, which was kind of funny. <laughs> but... Like, SGC Dallas was, like, super fun, but, like, after that, I was like, man, I just need to take a break from Magic for a bit. Like, I need to clear my mind. Like, (laughs) I have too many lands. Definitely needed a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, I'll I'll go through my my, uh, MTGO League and then hop back into SCG Dallas. Cool. Um, So, my first three matches, I went 0-2. So, I was like, ugh, I've made another garbage deck. (laughs) And this deck can't even win anything. Uh, so I played against, I went 0-2 against Team of Rhinos. Um, and actually I was looking back at a different place where I hold all of our decks and stuff. Um, and realized that uh, whenever we, or the deck that we played on Magic Online mm-hmm. didn't have the Lavinias in. So um, Team of Rhinos... We didn't have the Lavinia's in, yeah. so in, in those slots we were actually playing an extra, a third Veil of Summer and a Collector Brutality, which the Collector Brutality came up again later whenever I beat Burn, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Team of Rhinos. I was like, I don't have a single card to even <laughs> like put in here. I guess Aether Gust, you know, the one of Aether Gust. Yeah. Um, and the engineered explosives and maybe the path to exiles, you know, so, but I just didn't, didn't really see anything that I wanted to bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, but both games were actually still super close. Um, and I was like, well, you know, maybe there's some potential here. Uh, and then round two, we played our, against, um, a, uh, a podcast favorite amulet titan um which i went oh two mm-hmm. uh but again both games both games were like super duper close and i actually even survived a titan attack oh my and God. so i was like heck yeah this is great you know um still went oh two <laughs> i was like a turn or two from winning and then he was just like doop doop to do titan things you die that sucks. <laughs> so i was like well it, okay so um, it seems like titan is like the meme of, of this podcast where like each uh time was like oh yeah we're doing good until uh we hit amulet titan and then they stomped our yep. dick 
Ira Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on on our first deck though, we were like, you know what? We should be playing Titan too. <laughs> Card's too good. It's, it's, um, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever beat that deck. Anyway, uh, round three, <laughs> I, I played against uh, that new Tamashi Bloom deck, um, which plays like the Tamashi from Kamigawa. It's like uh, you pay a red and, or pay a white X, return a land to your hand, and return an artifact with mana value X or less mm-hmm. from your graveyard to the battlefield. And so it it just like keeps going back and back and back with um, uh, Lotus Bloom, which is basically just Black Lotus in that deck. Yeah. And so it just you know it just recurs Lotus Blooms for a single white and returning a land. So as many lands as you have, you gain two mana um, because you pay a white return it return a land get it back from the graveyard to the battlefield make three mana pay one get it back and so forever every land that you have on the battlefield you're gaining two mana and then it uh it eventually generates three green mana and goes or with one land left on the battlefield Mm -hmm. and plays a colossus cultivator colossus oh nice um which is like you can put a land in your hand if you do draw a card, uh-huh. and you just picked up all your lands, so <laughs> you got plenty. Um, and so it just like puts all those into play, and then it generates even more mana, and then it puts another one into play and generates even more mana. It draws like 30 cards, and then uh, it casts a um, Finale of Devastation for 10, which gives all of your creatures plus 10, plus 10, yeah. trample, and haste goes and gets another cultivator colossus puts all of the lands into play and then attacks you for like 100 <laughs> way too much um, to count so literally my only notes are versus tamashi bloom not really sure how to play against this deck <laughs> 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 um it's a super weird deck it's super uh it's super cool honestly and super brewy um so i i mean i had only respect playing against it um but i mean both games have felt pretty close against them also so i don't know uh then i took a break because i was like okay i'm zero and six in this league and i don't want to do anything um went and played scg came back and went 2-1 versus blue red murktide which was felt pretty good oh yeah um that matchup feels pretty good honestly i mean with uh abrupt decay that can't be countered and things like that mm-hmm. to oh, kill their smaller creatures mm-hmm. and then um we also play like the uh, Grist, Dakon, and Teferi, which are all really good against Murktide, and Murktide itself. Yep. Plus Ice Fang if you can get the uh, three snow-covered permanents. Um, I don't think So I, Murktide felt like a really good matchup, honestly. I don't think I got three snow-covered permanents uh, <laughs> at the end of the leagues I was playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of... Um, I tried to fetch pretty aggressively towards it if i had one in hand already mm-hmm. if not and i was just like oh i'm only on two lands let me just keep you know fetching up the dual lands that i need or whatever yeah um but most of the time like if i had turn one like two fetch lands and uh noble hierarch i would usually just go get snow covered forest play hierarch which gives me those three colors and then if i could snow covered swamp so that i had all four of my colors Smart. present yeah um so that's kind of how I, I played it out a little bit. 
Um, I think the best two lands, if you have only dual lands, though, is actually a Watery Grave and a um, Temple, Temple Garden, Garden yeah. because that gives you all four of your colors, and it also is blue-green, uh, blue-white, and green-black, mm -hmm. so that you can cast all of those um, dual-color spells. Yeah. So if any of you guys at home are wanting to play this deck, that is how I would fetch up. Um, and then round five, I played against uh, Burn. So game one, I double inquisitioned, and I took their Lightning Bolt and their Searing Blaze because I had a Snapcaster Mage, and those were the only spells that could target creatures. Mm -hmm. um, was able to stick my Stoneforge Mystic and get a Batter Skull and win the game very easily. Heck yeah. Um, and then game two, I kind of like ran them out of resources um, and eventually was able to stick a Batter Skull uh, when I was at one life. And I was like... <laughs> Don't draw, don't draw burn spell, and then they didn't, and so I was able to nice. attack them and win. Yeah, the, the opposite of what I experienced. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, in game two, I, I had two Stoneforge Mystics, I think, and so wow. first one got a Batter Skull, second one got a uh, sword, of the fire, sword of Fire and Ice. So at one point, I had a 6-6 six, six, um, Batter Skull that had a Sword of Fire and Ice attached to it. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was uh, beautiful. So those were my that was my Magic the Gathering online league, and then jumping back into SCG Dallas, I played in two total challenges. Um, I played three. The the full three rounds of one of the challenges, and then only two because I wanted to go over hop over into uh, Popper, um, I think. Nice. So I, or maybe it was something else. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, my first modern challenge I played against, so just a heads up, I ended up going, I played a total of five matches, went 0-5. It happens. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I played against Green-White Boggles, which, how are you supposed to beat that deck? Yeah. Um, I don't like that. Uh, he didn't have Trample game one, and I had, I had enough mana to hard cast... Um, with seven mana, Cauldron complete, uh -huh. so that I could block his thing and exile his creature. Um, and then, but then, like right after that, he drew something that gave it trample, and it was able to just trample over my stuff and kill me from there. So I was like, oh, that sucks. That's stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> um, then game two, it was it was pretty close actually. Um, I was really close to having a um, a death touch. Quaddle block his stuff mm -hmm. um, but again he was able to trample over it and also I think he had a path to exile so um, couldn't really get through that either yeah uh, round two that of that challenge I went uh, 2 against Grix's Death Shadow with Gigantha as uh, their companion um, which this was actually a really fun match because I played against um, Dave Harberger who is one of the uh, hosts of the Dive Down podcast. Oh yeah, I remember you um, so, this. Yeah, so the, the three hosts of the Dive Down podcast were, were there at SUD Dallas, um, and I got to play against Dave in round two of this modern challenge. So he was on uh, Grix's Death Shadow, mm -hmm. and after the match, he was like, "Hey man, if you want any advice on uh, your podcast that you're just starting out and whatever, um, fire away." So we we talked about podcasts uh, and starting up and all that kind of stuff for about ten or twenty minutes, That's awesome. uh, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, super nice guy. If you guys don't listen to the dive down, 
I highly recommend it. Uh, they're one of my favorite podcasts, Magic the Gathering podcasts to listen to um, on my drives to work and back home. So um, give them a listen. Shout out, sponsor us. <laughs> um, everybody, everybody uh, we know, hey, just sponsor us, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> see, like after game one, though, he was like, what the heck are you on? Because I played... Um, like the shirtless agent mm-hmm. and i had a four color mana base and he was like what is going on i just don't <laughs> understand i was like well i ho- i host a podcast too but it's all about brews because they they basically only do net decks mm-hmm. and i mean that's just the type of players there they you know there's their uh spikes um and so he was like that i mean sweet deck um i was like hey thanks man um but yeah I, I mean, he just did you know Grix's death shadow stuff and killed me yeah um then round three, I played against elves. Uh, super close game two. Game one, uh, I have here that my opponent was still at 20 life at the end of the game. Oh, uh, that's... Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's there, was a, there was a really, really crazy turn in uh, game two, though, um, where my opponent like had enough to onboard... To like present lethal uh-huh. um and if i had one extra untapped mana source then i could have like done something i don't remember it was like hard cast um the uh culture complete or something like that mm-hmm. but i ended up having to chump block with my um i ended up having to chump block with my uh noble hierarch and path one of his guys because initially i was like well i'm gonna chump block with something else and then path my own guy that i block with nice. like a different guy yeah. um to get my mana but i had to both chump block with the mana dork plus mm. uh, path something else i was like ah oh, dang that sucks yeah um and plus to rub salt more in the wound i think i drew the uh Rhymewood falls <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> i was like whatever um so then uh the second challenge uh, later on, I played against Black White Grief Blade. Um, okay. And in game, so game one I lost. I mean, it was pretty grindy. Game two, uh, I only wrote down three life totals. So I wrote down my life total at sixteen, mm-hmm. and then I wrote down my opponent's life total at twenty. Crossed it out at fifteen, and then wrote a W underneath it <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think I I just got like an early called your complete and he was just like uh yeah i'm not coming back from that nice um and then game three he um went turn one grief ephemerate and Ew. so triple thought sees me by turn two disgusting so not much coming back from that <laughs> i hate i hate um, that sentence <laughs> yeah it was it was not good and then round two i played against uh Yawgmoth, which i'm still not really sure how to play against that deck yeah, um, I've I've run into like of these. one Yogmoth deck um, since he's like been around. It's just like yeah, I just I don't ever see that deck, and when I see it, it usually kicks my ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't I don't really under like I understand the combo fully, mm-hmm. but I, there's just no window of opportunity for you to really like get something unless they're only working with like really limited resources, which they never have. They always have like so many things. Yeah. Um, especially against a, a like a non-countering um, kind of like attrition style deck like this because mm-hmm. it's just like 
I mean, like, we're both going to have permanence on the board, but you're trying to moderate their permanence with your spells and whatever and so it's just yeah i don't know it's 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 interesting the dynamics there yeah you both have things Um, on the field but his things are just objectively better (laughs) yeah and so those were my uh all the matches that i played um two and eight total for myself um i think the deck is a lot better than that like i said i think a lot of the uh matchups were super super close Mm -hmm. um and honestly like looking back at the deck list, like we can go into our our workbench, and I think it's going to be pretty short because I just I think that the deck is pretty good and solid. There's definitely a lot of work that can go into the mana base because uh-huh. um, it's kind of put together with cards that I own, um, and I don't own like four copies of every single fetch land. So just kind of like figuring out the numbers of those fetch lands and stuff is probably important. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple other things can definitely be tweaked with that mana base. Um, but I felt that I felt that the deck was solid, and there's really not a ton that I would change. You know, maybe a card or two here every once in a while. Um, figure out. I feel like our our flex slots are probably like deck on Shadow Slayer, um, Grist, and uh, probably the like the number of Shardless agents. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think that the deck is is solid, and I I I like it a lot. If I played it again, I'd probably just run back the same seventy five that I ran it. SCG Dallas, personally, honestly. Yeah, I, I feel like <clears throat> I kind of like touched on this before, but I feel like the the Goyce are like my thing. Where it's like I just don't feel like they do enough in the deck, except just kind of be big. But there's a lot of things to kind of just get rid of things that are big nowadays, especially with it being at like two mana. Like you can get fatal pushed, or I can get like unholy heat or prismatic indinged. Um, so like throughout like my entire games, I had uh, a big goyf sit on the table like once or twice, but like usually the turn after I played goyf, it usually went bye bye. So I feel like maybe like getting something with the goyf, like maybe changing it to be a bit better or something that's like has a bit more value instead of just kind of being a big butt until it gets yeeted off the board. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I it's it's interesting because like we we both played very different matchups mm-hmm. um, other than burn, but um, I I don't know. I felt like Goyf was pretty well positioned. Okay. Honestly, um, personally, I don't know. It was it's just the different matchups that we played. I think. Yeah, and I fair. it was kind of like a threat that needed to be answered, mm-hmm. um, and not many things were jump blocking it well like things were forced to jump block it instead of trading with it and different things mm-hmm. um so i don't know i felt like goif was pretty good and in certain matchups it can even get up to like a six seven and i feel like uh most often uh whenever i was sticking a goif on any of these during any of these matchups it was a five six i guess it's true um, yeah so i don't know it was pretty cool yeah um just different matchups can vary in that and the way that they play out for sure so most definitely well, awesome here. We'll take a little bit of a break and then we'll hop in for our conclusion and then wrap up this episode of the podcast. Sounds good. Sweet. Welcome back and thank you so much for joining us uh, on this episode uh, talking about Four Color Sultai Stone Blade. It was a blast to play, um, a lot of fun to. Uh, to sit down and just brew the deck. I don't know if I actually told the story of why I brewed the deck, but um, I was just like, 
okay, I'm going to an FNM tonight. What do I want to play? I just recently bought the Stoneforge Mystic package. Let's just figure out what I can do with it. <laughs> and just like looked at my whole collection. I was like, I feel like I want to do four color just because it doesn't really get played that often. And I just like jammed it together. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's the very quick, short and condensed version of actually why I built the deck, uh, which I forgot to mention at the beginning. But yeah, it was fun. Super fun deck to play. Wouldn't you say, Jacob? Oh, most definitely. Uh, if i were to build any of the decks that we've had like we played so far i think it'd definitely be this deck yeah i think it, there's a lot of potential to with it too just i mean attrition style um just good cards decks can go a long way especially if you're you pilot them well and continue to play with them so that's kind of our our downfall is that we don't play with the deck enough ever <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we get a lot of one fours, two threes, and even zero fives sometimes on this uh, podcast. Yeah. But hey, we're we're all about um, experimenting on this on this channel and on this podcast. So yeah, and having that's a good what time. we love to do. And yeah, and having a good time doing it. That's the most important part. Um, so anyway, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and, and let the listeners know what it is that we plan to do with next episode? Yeah, most definitely. So I was thinking. Um, for this next episode, we've, we've done a lot of modern recently. So I was thinking we can hop and get some of my specialty and play some commander, uh, and it kind of like a, a budget brew of uh, a deck. Um, me kind of have like a, a rule of like each card is less than $5 or, or $5 on the, on the spot. So making sure you're not getting any like the super crazy, like, um, demining tops or, um, like fetches edh staples like all that yeah stuff. exactly and it's not that's like original duels etc cetera, etc cetera. making sure that it's a reasonable deck that you can build over time without like breaking the bank basically and it, it's funny that like you know under five dollars it's like oh man well your deck can still be a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars by those rules <laughs> but uh like just the way that decks are built like there's a lot of basic lands typically especially if you're only playing like one or two colors mm-hmm. um and then uh, because you're in that range like there's a lot of really good cards too that are like 25 cents or like different things like that yeah. so uh, i think like the deck that i'm going to be playing uh is still only like 110 dollars, maybe something like that so mm-hmm. it's still pretty budget and very affordable um so i don't know it's, it's just it's it's not as expensive as it sounds. You know, you're like five dollars per card, can be five hundred dollars, or like my brother's deck is like fifty bucks. So, <laughs> you know, it, it it just depends on how you build it. Yeah, most definitely. I'm looking look. Oh, I'm looking forward to this deck. I've been kind of like browsing EDH rack and like picking out cards that sound good and kind of brainstorming what I wanted to do with it. So, I'm definitely looking forward to getting some games with it. Uh, planning on proxying it out. And then getting some games in this week, which will be super fun. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're, we plan to do for our next uh, episode. Also, just a heads up, um, hopefully this actually comes to fruition. But um, as long as this episode comes out at the beginning of June like it's supposed to, um, we will be streaming a Popper Cube draft um, hosted by um, us here at uh, Magic the Gathering. It will be our first inaugural um, popper draft yeah. um, uh, my we talked about my popper cube in the very first episode um, and so I thought it would be fun to get eight people together and draft it and stream it so 
uh, look forward to that. Uh, hopefully everything works out and that actually happens. But we would be starting uh, at 10 a.m. Central Time uh, on June 18th. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Uh, if you are following us on any of our social media or um, have seen us on Reddit or anything like that, I'll be posting um, some stuff to the Reddit, uh, different Reddit subreddits and stuff for magic anyway so uh keep your eyes out for that and hopefully that all actually happens yeah i'm looking forward to it driving down to college station and just hanging out and playing some magic yeah for sure um so anyway thank you guys so much for um stopping by and listening to our podcast um as of the recording of this our um our instagram is up and running However, we have no posts or anything <laughs> else other than like that right now. Um, but hopefully we uh, I'll actually have some more time as, as school's coming to a close to really get that up and running, especially by the time that this is posted. Um, anyway, so again, thank you so much for, for listening. Um, follow us on that Instagram. Look us up on, on Reddit. And uh, yeah, just keep on listening. Subscribe. Uh, follow us and share yeah please share this is that's the most important part like i said we are not really on social media too too much uh but and so word of mouth is really the only way that it gets um spread out to everybody so yeah please 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 share it yeah i really appreciate you guys just spending the time uh with us while we just kind of bs and talk about magic for an hour so i really appreciate that um if you guys have any questions comments concerns we're here um, and we'll try to answer those as best as we can. Other than that, um, it's been great talking to you, Jake. And again, thank you, audience, for sticking around. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. All right, we'll talk at you later. See ya.